This is a Siku University Australia podcast, where we talk to some of the university's interesting characters. Siku University has certainly changed over the years, but one thing is still a constant, and that is its commitment to supporting students through their learning journey. One person who has been around campus to see the university evolve into what it is today is Deputy Vice-Chancellor for Student Experience and Governors, Joanne Perry. Nice to have you on the grapevine, Joe. Nice to be here, Priscilla. So is the university a different place than what it was when you first came? Uh, well, the short answer is yes. Um, so I've been with CQU for 23 years this year. So absolutely, it's very different. Um, I think, though, that probably what hasn't changed is what's at the heart of the university. And, um, you know, even though lots of lots of things have changed, we've got a a national footprint now. We've got many more students. We've got our vet um, operations on board. But I think still at the heart of everything is um, the reason why we do things, and that is because our students and our communities. So, yeah, I think that's absolutely still at the heart of everything we do, even though the business looks very different now to, to what it did when I first started. What are some of the the changes that you've seen? Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) I guess people come and go. You know, that's probably a big thing. Um, But I must say, though, over the 23 years, there's certainly still some people that, um, you know, I work with today that um, were certainly around when I first started. Uh, Obviously, we've got many more locations Um, So even when you think of something like graduation ceremonies, um, you know, where we might have had half a dozen in the past, now we're up to nearly 20 a year. So I think just having that exposure at a much more of a national focus um, just brings with it a whole different way of doing business. Um, You know, I remember back in the day when I used to type up memos and, you know, put them in the mail and send them out to, say, the deans or something for the vice-chancellor. And, you know, then you'd wait for a few days for them to get their mail in their inbox and literally in a box um, and then, you know, get a memo back and then might be a meeting in a month's time about whatever that was about. So I think the pace has absolutely changed. So in the past where we might have waited for letters to get to the Mackay campus in the mail, now everything is very instant And um, that can be good, I guess, when you want to make decisions and move quickly. But I think it also does have a big impact on our staff, you know, because I guess things never stop and things move so quickly. So I think the pace of the way things happen now is definitely, you know, just changed out of this world. And that's life in general, too, I guess, not just at the university. But yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things that I've noticed over the years. How do you think it's changed for students? Um, Look, I guess learning, uh, you know, the philosophy, I guess, of learning is still, you know, dare I say, much the same. Um, The way that our students get their information and you know, read things like their course materials and that sort of stuff has obviously changed. Again, sort of back in the day, you know, we had a whole department that used to print out humongous folders of course materials and pop them in envelopes and send them around the country. 
Um, and again, you know, wait for things to come back in the mail. So obviously that's changed. Now our students can get stuff online no matter where they are in the world. Um, so I guess, you know, that has absolutely changed. I guess the fundamentals are still there of learning and, um, you know, doing assessment pieces and that sort of stuff. So I guess the, you know, the fundamentals are the same, but the way we do it and deliver it looks very different. Now, just to learn a little bit more about you, can you tell us where you grew up and what family life was like as a kid? Okay. Uh, so I grew up in Mackay um, on a cane farm. Uh, my grandparents, my dad's parents, um, moved over from Italy um, and dad was one of four. He had three sisters. Uh, so I guess it was it's your typical story. You know, dad left school very young, um, helped out his dad on the farm and then took over the the um the farm from there so look growing up um on the cane farm was lots of fun I can't believe you know we didn't have more accidents given what we used to do with driving around in tractors and all sorts of fun things um and I guess for me I love going back to Mackay and I especially love going to see the Mackay or Elite campus because um when I was growing up, I used to ride my bike past, um, down the road, basically, where the Aurelie campus is now. But back in the day, there was cane fields, some horse stables, and a bit of um, um, some sort of vegetable gardens. So, you know, before the campus even existed, I, it was quite a deserted, um, you know, country dirt road, really, uh, that I used to ride my bike along to um, get to school or visit my friends on the weekend. So I, every time I go there, I have those memories of riding past um, where the campus is now as a, as a kid. Uh, so, yeah, it's very exciting to see what's changed um, over the years too for the you know the Mackay campuses each time I go back to visit family I like to have a um, have a bit of a look around and see how things have changed so yeah had it was a it was a great childhood what seemed to be way out of town when I was um, growing up is now you know as I said just down the road from the campus so um, yeah it's I love visiting Mackay still and probably it's still you know my home really. What were your ambitions as a child, career goals? Uh, I guess it's probably, maybe it's a bad thing to say, but I was probably, I still am, I think, one of those people that never really had a plan. Um, I'm not one for, you know, 10-year plans and what I'm going to be doing in 10 years. I really just sort of, you know, um, go from one thing to the next. But I guess what I've always done when I'm when, whenever I've been in a role... I've just made sure I love what I'm doing. I do my very best, and for some reason that just seems to lead to the next thing. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I probably still don't know. So, yeah, I guess I loved school, loved being with my friends, just sort of fell into... Um, I went to TAFE when I finished high school, did a hospitality business degree, which was fantastic fun for two years so did that um, for a while hospitality and really just from there sort of you know almost fell into one thing after the next really. So how did you end up at CQ Uni? Oh gosh well I moved to Rocky when I was about uh, I think I was nearly 21 um, 
again, went back to TAFE because uh, essentially I had to learn how to type because I'd had enough of hospitality by that stage, working nights and weekends. So I went to TAFE here at uh, the Rocky City campus, um, did a, you know, probably doesn't even really exist anymore because we did, you know, typewriting and bookkeeping and things like that. Um, but that really set me up because essentially um, I just about finished that and someone at TAFE actually said to me, oh, we there's a local solicitors firm that's looking for somebody. Are you interested? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So they gave me a call and went in for an interview and, and got the job there. So it sort of, again, just sort of fell in my lap, really. Um, and so that was a great job too, loved it. But I have no idea. There was a job going at the university. It was um, in the finance department. And if anybody knows me, uh, probably safe to say I'm better with words than numbers. Um, but so whatever, uh, why I ever thought I'd apply for a job at the finance department, I still don't know. Uh, but anyway, I did and I got it. And it was a Hugh 3 and it was in accounts payable. And again, the job doesn't really exist anymore because um, I used to do things like printing out checks and uh, all sorts of um, things that our systems just don't even, um, you know, need to do anymore now. But loved it. You know, it was great fun. And um, I guess one thing has led to another. And 23 years later, I'd, yeah, I just never would have dreamt. Had you have said to me when I was in finance all those years ago, you know, one day you'll be a a DVC. To be honest, I probably didn't even know what a DVC meant back then. So yeah, so, you know, it's been a great place to work for all those years and absolutely has given me some fantastic opportunities. So, I mean, you've been here a while. What sort of roles have you had on your way up the ladder to DVC? (laughs) Uh, So like I said, finance, um, that was the first few years. I think I'd been there for maybe two years and a secondment came up over in um, the chancellery office and having a um, sort of a legal secretary sort of admin background, I thought, oh yeah, that's probably, it was a receptionist, so I thought that probably sounds a bit more up my alley. Didn't really know what I was getting myself in for, didn't really know what happened in chancellery, didn't really know what a vice-chancellor or anything was, so (laughs) it was probably more about the role. And um, so I, yeah, applied for the secondment and um, again got that, which was great fun. And um, I guess from there that just exposed me to working with um, some of the senior managers of the university. Obviously, all of those people have left now. Um, So that was good fun. Did that for um, six months or so. Went back to finance after the secondment finished uh, and then back over to chancellery as a... um, I think the receptionist job came up again. So I applied and got that and then sort of went from receptionist to EA. Um, So I did that for many years. uh, And then, oh, I can't think of the the year now, but um, it was probably the early 2000s. And um, I I guess just looking out for opportunities as they came up, there was a, a big project that was happening at the time that I was asked to go and work on. And that was a little bit daunting, moving out of my comfort zone. Um, but absolutely, that was the best thing that I ever could have done, was get out, do something different, learn something completely different about the organisation. And I think from there, one thing led to another. Um, I did some more project work. I ended up in the corporate communications team. Um, did, you know, that was absolutely fantastic. And then... Um, 
when Scott Bowman was looking for an executive officer. Um, I didn't know Scott. I hadn't um, worked with him when he first started. So I thought I'd give it a crack. And I think at that point it was like, this is either going to be the best thing that I um, do or it's, you know, it's all going to end badly. And um, luckily, I guess for me, um, you know, again, it was one of the best jobs um, that I could have applied for because I think that really saw my career take off. And absolutely, Scott, you know, has was amazing to work for and really sort of gave me um, some opportunities that I never would have dreamt of. So I think it's just doing what you love, but also keeping an eye out for opportunities on how things might be able to um, help you get a better understanding about the business, but also progress your career at the same time. So you're now DVC. So what does that actually involve? What does your day look like? Well, um, that's interesting. Um, I guess every day looks different and that's probably what I really, you know, that's one of the things that I really love about the role. Having the combination of student experience and governance probably sounds a bit bizarre um, and it's very, you know, unusual, I guess, to have those two parts of a portfolio together. But for me, I think that's, again, what I really love about the role because I can go from... Uh, you know, things where we're supporting students in many different ways uh, in their sort of non-academic life, I guess, if you like. And then next minute, you know, we're preparing for a council meeting. So like next week, we've got the university council meeting, we've got graduation. Um, So just really chalk and cheese, but I think it keeps it really interesting. And to be honest, you know, you've got a full day of meetings, but it's all the other stuff that comes up um, that you just don't even know when you walk in the door in the morning what's going to be happening later that day and yeah I guess that's what keeps it exciting. What would you say is the best thing about working for the organisation? Oh it's hard to pick one um maybe I could pick two yeah (laughs) um or maybe three um so I guess you know supporting our students is absolutely what we're all here for and I guess none of us would have a job if it wasn't for our students so absolutely number one focus um supporting our students and helping them through their time at CQU and you know that's that's amazing. Next week when we're at graduation, you know, there's nothing better than going to a graduation ceremony and seeing students who are so um, pleased with themselves for getting through it, their families sitting in the audience and their friends cheering and, you know, calling out um, when they're crossing the stage. So the student side of things, absolutely. But I think too, for me, the staff and the people that I work with, um, you know, just I've got an amazing team and there's such great staff, you know, everywhere you look at the university, um, you know, I couldn't do my job without, you know, all the help and amazing effort that everybody um, else puts in. So uh, yeah, students and staff is what do it for me. You um, head up a division that deals with student experience. Can you tell us about some of the support services that the university offers to students? Mm. Um, Yeah, look, I think, you know, there's probably too many to to list here, but I I think for me the important thing is, um, you know, that students know that we're here for them. And, you know, there's many different ways that we can support our students. So I think we just need to 
make sure that our students feel comfortable and they know where to turn when they need help because, you know, some never need help and others may not need help very often um, and you might get through most of your degree and, and be fine. But I guess knowing that we're here when you do need help is really um, important for us to, you know, reinforce to our students. And that that sort of um, assistance can look different for everybody. So I guess, um, you know, being, um, being available for when students need us and to offer the type of support that they're looking for is really important. Um, and look, I think it's not just my division, obviously, that um, support our students because students will approach whoever they feel comfortable. It could be their academic who they see in the classroom. It could be a friend that they know that works at the university. So I think it's important for all of our staff to know um, those support services and how we can help students when they need it and, um, you know, just get them through whatever it is that they're um, challenged with at the time and um, and being able to, you know, help them through the rest of their time at the university. Now, there's a couple of important events coming up. Um, firstly, Are You OK Day is on the 12th of September. Can you tell us about how that's important to the university to support that event? Sure. Uh, and I think that's um, important from a couple of different aspects, obviously. Um, I think from a staff perspective, um, just making sure that we're looking out for each other. Um, you know, we obviously interact with a lot of people during our day, um, not just the people around us in our teams, but from um, right across the organisation. So I think you know, just taking the time out to check in with colleagues, um, you know, how they're going. You know, without a doubt, this is a very, you know, busy organisation and, you know, everybody is flat out, I've no doubt it. And I think, you know, sometimes we just need to take a minute to stop and make sure that, you know, we're okay ourselves, a bit of self-care, but also checking in with colleagues um, around the place because, you know, it is, there is a lot happening and that's always going to be the case. That probably will never change. So just taking the time to support each other, I think, is important. Um, and then obviously with our students, again, you know, just if you if you're interacting with students, whether it be online, face to face, in the cafeteria, you know, whatever it looks like, I think just you know being aware of the signs. If if um, if you're not quite sure, you know, start that conversation and just just see how just checking in to see how students are going. It's obviously an extremely stressful time when people are studying, and not only in the classroom, but it's at home, it's working, it's you know looking after children, whatever it might be. So, I think everyone has a lot going on in their lives, and most of the time we probably don't know half of what they're going through. So just again, taking, you know, a couple of minutes out of your day just to check in with people and, you know, just support those around you, I think is very important. The CQ Uni Cares Appeal has also just kicked off. Um, can you tell us about what this is all about and what it means for the uni? Sure. Um, so I guess uh, we've got some very generous donors that um, provide um, fantastic support to our students, um, you know, from a financial perspective. We've also got a lot of generous staff who also um, contribute 
um, financially uh, to CQUNI Cares. So I guess it's just having a way of supporting our students um, in a financial way when they really need it. So there's emergency um, financial grants there and, and absolutely um, the work that that my team do and others do, we see a lot of um, students that, you know, have something really unexpected happen, just comes at a really bad time. Um, they might have to get ready for a res school or buy some textbooks or uniforms to go on work placement, whatever it might be. And, you know, whatever's happened in their life, they're really struggling to make ends meet. And sometimes, um, you know, it could mean, do I buy groceries this week for me and my children or do I buy these textbooks? And obviously we don't want students to have to make that sort of um, choice. So financially, um, CQ Unicares um, is a way that we can help our students when they really need it the most. So again, you know, you see some of the stories and, you know, at graduation even students are so grateful for the help that they get because when they really needed it that was the choice between do I still continue with my study or do I have to stop and you know go and support my family or or sort out whatever it is that they're going through so I guess this enables them to hopefully do both and continue with their studies and not have to make that choice. Okay so when you're not at the university Joe, being as busy as you are <laughs> What do you spend your spare time, I guess, whatever spare time you might have? <laughs> what do you do? Uh, so I've got three children, um, so they definitely keep me busy. Um, and I guess even though they're a bit older now, they're, um, you know, all teenagers, um, you know, it's still a lot of time and effort. Um, going to football is usually what um, I spend my time doing. They all play AFL, so uh, lots of, you know, weekend trips and um uh, all of that sort of thing with AFL. So that's that's great. I love doing that. I still don't know all the rules after probably 10 years of going <laughs> to watch AFL games, but I'm getting there. Uh, so that's lots of good fun. And just trying to spend as much time with the kids um, as I possibly can because, uh, you know, during the week, absolutely, it's a lot of long nights and lots of doing work at home, which I'm quite often getting in trouble for. So, you know, those um, family times and those weekends are, are really precious um, because, you know, as I think we all know, kids grow up so quickly. So I can't believe I've got a, um, you know, a household full of teenagers and, um, you know, five minutes ago they were, I was dropping them off to daycare. So, yeah, just trying to make the most of that time. Now, you've, you've had an incredible journey all the way to DVC. Do you ever see yourself as Vice-Chancellor? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, look, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very happy with, um, with my role and I've got some wonderful colleagues and, yeah, I'm very happy to leave that to others. Um, just a final question for you. Have you got any unusual habits or hobbies that we may not know about? Oh, jeez. Probably the short answer is no, I'm a bit boring actually. I feel like I need a hobby though, so if you have any ideas, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Joe, for joining us on The Grapevine. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, for our listeners who would like to donate to the CQ Uni Cares Appeal, you can go to www.cqu.edu.au forward slash appeal. Like this podcast? Don't forget to rate, review and share with your friends.